1: Or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction.
0: And now we go into the thick of it.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh.
2: Erin Addison's.
1: On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Don't adjust your dial. <laughs> we're live. Yeah. We're, we're back.
2: Alive. We're back in effect. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Sherry B is over Been in Studio
1: CC and mm-hmm. we appreciate Sherry B. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And, uh, it's great to be back with you. We have been gone. Um, I would imagine that when you only hear from us, you know, one hour a day, five days a week, yeah. uh, that week seems like an eternity. Yeah. And, uh, if you're an avid listener, then you're like, I heard this already, right, you know, you know, right. all of the shows. And so <laughs> we had to play some re airs, uh, for you. But what we intend to do today is, um, by God's grace, kind of walk our, our, uh, family Mm-hmm. who is connected to us all across this country through what we've, what we've been through in the last week. Many people will know. Um, certainly you've reached out. We've uh, felt your prayers. Yeah. And thank you for your calls to this ministry. And thank you for your messages and things like that on Facebook. It's been so encouraging. Thank you for your handwritten notes and letters of encouragement sent here to AFA. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it more than we can say. Um, I would say most importantly... The prayers of the saints have really invaded our lives Amen. over the last week or so. Amen. And it's been extraordinary because, you know, I have felt the prayers of the saints in real time, Will. Yeah. Like I have felt, you know, this is what it's like to have prayer coverage. This is what yeah. it's like yeah. when the body of Christ joins together and begins to pray and intercede. Yeah. And it's been an incredible feeling. It's been a surreal feeling. And so what we wanted to discuss today uh, was something that is on our heart. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what we do every day. Mm-hmm. We're discussing, like, what's going on and how we're interpreting that. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today is godly grief. Mm-hmm. And our family is in the midst of grieving. We are not looking at grief in the rearview mirror. We are in the midst of grieving. But there is something that um, the Lord, by his spirit, has enabled us to do um, since february twenty first when when we learned um and to now so my my oldest sister, people who listen to the program are kind of familiar with my family because <laughs> I talk about them so yeah. much, you know one of the things that we're airing the addisons right and uh you know we we <laughs> are pretty open about our family, the wonderful blessed chaos, the joys of uh being married and having sides of the family that That's you're right. meshing into one and so we've On numerous occasions uh, talked about our family (laughs) and um, you know so I I think there are a lot of people who feel connected to our family in a way but um, I am the second of five children and my oldest sister Tabitha Mm. um, passed suddenly yeah and um, and it was devastating for us because it was unexpected there were no illnesses that would have been life threatening. life
2: threatening. That's right.
1: And um and I learned on Friday, just a couple hours before we were to be on the air, mm. that she passed. And um, and it was incredibly difficult. She was unmarried and she didn't have any children, both of which she desired. Mm-hmm. She was 42, so just a year and some change older than me. Yeah. And we grew up very close. Um, yeah. <laughs> anybody who has a sister. That close to you in age, I'm sure you have similar stories of, you know, staying up late at night when you're supposed to be asleep and climbing into one another's beds and exchanging stories and laughing. And Mm. uh, we were a comfort to one another when we got in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh, we were we were the ones who, you know, understood why we were right. And mom was wrong. Of course. We're right. Of course. (laughs) Of course. And she's going to understand this. We just need to pray for her. Um, But uh, she was very dear. Yeah. And it was a shock. (laughs) And it was, uh, it was really unbelievable. Yeah. And in the midst of, of all of this, so we left, you know, immediately to, to go to new Orleans, which is where my family is from. And my sister was living and, um, it's just been really, really difficult. Um, it's been difficult for my mother because Mm. tab was unmarried. So she and my mom became best friends. Yeah. (laughs) They traveled together. They came to visit us and our, our family together and, um, so it's been especially hard mm. for my mom. Um, she has lost her daughter and um, her best friend. Yeah, you know, definitely. I don't think I'm exaggerating. No, not that. at all. <laughs> I mean,
2: they were always together. And something that my mom says, she was like, well, "Whenever I saw, you know, Dale, yeah, I saw Tab. Yeah, so, you know, they were they were linked together, and yeah. they were road buddies. They <laughs> would ride places together, you know. So yeah, they were they were tightly linked."
1: My mom was um, headed over to her apartment to take her to a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. and my mom is the one who discovered her unresponsive. Man. And so that's really difficult. Yeah. That's been yeah. that's been really tough. And um and our family's just grieving. Mm-hmm. There there were four girls and one boy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, all of all of the girls agreed that Tab was the favorite sister. <laughs> 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 she was the oldest. <laughs> Yeah. And none of us argued over like who was <laughs> worthy of being the favorite sister. Right. Like it was tab. Like yeah. I mean, she just you know she was just that. And um, and so anyway, this is this is really uh, this has rocked mm. our family. It was shocking. Um, you go through the, all the stages of grief, you know. And for me, this is the first time I have lost anyone this close to me with this much history yeah. in my life. Yeah. You know. And so this has been um, the first time that I've experienced this type yeah. of what I can only describe as a bitter grief. Mm. It is a bitter, bitter grief where it um, you feel it physically. And I know for our listeners, if you've lost loved ones close to you like this, mm-hmm. maybe for some of you you haven't, you know. Yeah. But if you have, I think you understand perfectly what I'm expressing. There is a type of bitter grief that um, stings. Yeah. And and I was, you know, talking and encouraging my family over the last, you know, several days as we were all together and praying constantly. Mm. It, it is. I don't know. And I said to you,
3: mm-hmm. I said,
1: I don't know how people do this who don't have hope mm. in Jesus. That's right. I said, what do they what do they tell kids? So, you know, we have our kids
2: And and, and that's a point right there, because Tab didn't have. Children, right? Our kids benefited from, yeah, yeah, you know, like just the closeness of all of that attention and affection. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so they have lost someone very close to them. That's right. And I, you know, I was thinking because we have instructed them in the Bible, we were able to take them to the scriptures to explain to them Mm -hmm. um, about not only the grieving process, but what the Bible teaches us about those who die in Christ. Mm. Uh, Tab was in Christ. Mm -hmm. She was incredibly godly. She displayed the fruit of the spirit Mm -hmm. in ways that I admired. Like I just, yeah, yeah, (laughs) she was, (laughs) she was one of a kind. She was one of a kind and there will never be another like her, you know? um, And so, you know, One of the things that's been incredible is the amount of prayer that my family's been able to enjoy together, constant, constant prayer and uh, reaffirming who God is in our lives personally has been important Mm. because, and that's one of the reasons we want to talk about godly grief today, because there are some incredible temptations that arise when you go through this kind of pain and this kind of loss, you usually want comfort however you can get it. Mm. And sometimes that's answers. You know, you have all these questions and we're still awaiting some of our, our, you know, answers to our questions. And so in the weeks and months to come, we imagine that there will be things that will come more into focus. We're just, we're still just in shock, you know, um, and so we expect there to be more questions answered for us and for our family. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the grieving process. You're, right. you're looking for comfort and sometimes you're thinking the comfort is in the answer. You're thinking that, you know, the comfort is in someone being able to share with you and to understand, to to empathize with you. and uh, But then, unfortunately, in this very weak and vulnerable state, the enemy of our soul can try to tempt us to comfort ourselves with false theology. Mm-hmm. So we take what we have known to yeah. be true about God yeah. and we replace that with something that is temporary because it is. Makes us feel good for a few mm, moments, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that the Holy Spirit has reminded me throughout this entire process, and we'll talk about, we'll look at a couple scriptures here and just kind of have a conversation around this, because in moments like this, it's important for the Bible believing Christian mm-hmm. to remain Bible believing.
2: Amen. Amen. We don't That's descend
1: right. into false de- theology mm-hmm. or faulty doctrine yeah. just because it makes us feel safe. Or because it gives us a warm, tingly feeling. That's right. No, what we ultimately need is to double down that God's word is completely sufficient. That's right. So God is good. And and I always say this, and I had to repeat this several times Mm, over the last few days, right? God is good, not because. Mm. God is good, and then put a period at the end. Mm. And that's tough, right? Because we look at different situations going on in our life and we say, Well, how in the world can you say, well, because God's goodness is not dependent on my experience. Mm -hmm. It's not dependent on my state of mind or my state of being. God is independently good. And so even in situations like this, where you say a person like my sister, who was one of the most careful people I knew, Mm -hmm. she's one of those people that uh, traveled with her own towels because she didn't trust <laughs> hotel towels and, yeah. and things. She was, what, she was one of, I mean, she didn't have any behaviors or, you know, high risk activities that she did for fun that would have, you know, right, we were constantly right. thinking, okay, right. maybe one th- you know, to have her concern. Mm-hmm. None of that. It was just, you know, just out of the blue, totally unexpected. And so when you have that kind of grief, you know, you don't want to grab the low hanging fruit of, Okay. I'm comforted because I'll say, for example, and again, guys, it's not meant to offend anybody. I, I, you know, to anyone who has expressed this, I don't mean this to be condescending, but we are either going to be 100% Bible believing Christians, or we're going to be nominal Christians. And really that's only a temporary comfort here, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. We have to believe and we have to apply what the word of God says. So like in a situation like this, we're not telling our kids, nor are we telling ourselves that we, sh- she was called T.T. Tab yeah. um, by my kids. And so we're not telling them that T.T. Tab is watching over you <laughs> as your angel. Right. The Bible doesn't teach us that, guys. Right. The Bible doesn't teach us that. And as much as that might be a comfort to us, it is antithetical to our faith. It is not what God teaches us about those who die in Christ. hmm so we kept doubling down and talking to our kids and our family members. We also are not going to talk to Tab. Mm. We're not going to talk to the dead. Yeah. The Bible expressly prohibits this. This is condemned by God. All right. Mm. And this is difficult because it becomes a comfort. I was reading, um, we, we've mentioned this, you know, I, I love to read um about church history and I love to read different biographical accounts or autobiographical just whatever we can get on the lives of people in the church mm-hmm. and um, I was reading a book uh, I want to say it was called a-, a beautiful life it was the book um, the biography of Harriet Beecher Stowe a spiritual yeah. life a spiritual life so the book focused specifically on her Christian faith and um, being the daughter of Lyman Beecher and just you know just incredible book I loved reading and I read it maybe a couple years ago but one of the things that happened in Harriet Beecher Stowe's life, and if you're not familiar with the name and you go, how does that name sound familiar? She's the author of, at the time, the wildly popular Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. And, um, and one of the things that happened with Harriet Beecher Stowe was that she lost a son, right? And slowly she and her husband began to try to make contact with their dead. mm and then it expanded to where they began to hold these seances It's documented. They would invite friends over to come and together, let's try to make contact with the dead. Now, how do you take that kind of sound, Puritan, Calvinist theology that they had, mm-hmm. and then descend into now we're holding seances to talk to the dead? Well, it's a grief that one refuses to anchor in the truth of the word of God. Wow. So how do we keep ourselves away from this type of descent? We recalibrate. Amen. We turn back to the straight yeah. edge in the midst of yeah. our grief and our pain and our yeah. hurt. We turn back to the Lord. We don't create new truth mm. so that we can feel better. That's our topic of discussion today. We'll take our time working through it. This is Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
0: He said
1: be for me the world behind boy I always hate to interrupt him I always hate to interrupt him I feel like it's one of those things where you just want to walk in and say, excuse me I'm I'm sorry you want to take your seat yeah but you know it's already been a a disruption you know I'm so sorry brother welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio hey to the Aaron the Addison's listeners, we love you. Yes. And uh, we felt your love Thank so much. Thank you for much. your prayers. Oh, my goodness. You just have no idea. Yeah. And and that is so humbling and that is so overwhelming for all of our listeners who said, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, and um, and then when you learned what 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 was going on um, yeah. for you to immediately respond that you're praying for us. That's right. And uh, lifting us up. I am telling you without exaggeration. We felt those prayers. Yeah, My sisters, my mother, <laughs> we felt those prayers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our children, mm-hmm. we felt those prayers. And so I want to say thank you so much. That is the best thing that could have ever been done for our family, was that the body of Christ would take to their knees or pull off to the side of the road or before they went to bed, just pray for us. And as the Holy Spirit reminds you, just pray for us. You know, we're we obviously, and this goes without saying, are human. That's right. So we are grieving. We are grieving. But we are not grieving like hopeless people. That's right. We believe the word of God. You see, we have staked our entire lives on this book. And when we, when we open the, the microphones every single day and we're talking about cultural engagement and we're talking about, you know, activism and how do we live? And we say the word of God is a straight edge, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we use the word of God when we're exposing wickedness. We use the word of God when we're grieving.
2: And that's why it's so important to be filled up with the word of God, because Amen. there will be times in life when things happen that are tough and are rough and are hard and You know, because it's more than lip service. That's right. This is stuff that has to be lived out. And when you get when you get into these moments when the enemy trying to come and play on your mind and when your own thoughts are trying to to battle you, (laughs) you know, to have the word uh, dwelling in inside of you richly. Mm -hmm. That's what comes out, you know, and you're able to combat all those imaginations and thoughts and all those things that will try to come against what the word of God says you're able to to war against that
1: amen amen you know i i had a moment as we were um we were trying to prepare to travel uh the 5 hours and change you know to new orleans mm-hmm. and um on a dime's notice you got to pack up 7 people <laughs> you know yeah. on a dime's notice you got to pack up 7 people Right. And, uh, and that right there is like supernatural feet. That requires <laughs> intercession like that right there. I need people standing in yeah. the gap, please, yeah. everybody to your posts, everybody praying right now, you know, and, uh, but by God's grace, we were able to do it. And I was the last one. I was just having such a hard time mm-hmm. because it felt like, you know, once we get there, then it's real. Like in my mind, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there's a chance that they're wrong. Yeah. You know, maybe there's yeah. a chance that they're, they just, they've gotten some bad information, right but there was the, the thought of like, once you get there, um, and then you establish that it's true. And so I, I had a few moments where um, I was, you know, you go, you, you're going through all these feelings, you know, you're angry and you're in disbelief and you're saying, you know, this can't be, you just mm. have these feelings like, you know, to lose a loved one suddenly is shocking and painful. And you keep reliving the feeling over and over and over again. And the Holy Spirit comforted my heart. And, and I, I heard him in my heart saying, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Mm. We don't grieve as those who have no hope. Mm-hmm. And I heard it in my heart first, and mm-hmm. then I began to repeat it. Mm-hmm. I began to repeat it, and, and I found strength in the truth of the word of God. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, teaches us that all Scripture is breathed out by God and that it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. Complete, equipped for every good work. The word of God is breathed out. This is God's intended comfort to us. Mm-hmm. This is God's intended correction to us. This is his intended rebuke to us, right? Yeah. So yeah. all of our engagement, we have to go back to the straight edge. And one of the scriptures that Will reminded me of in uh, First Thessalonians, and uh, we had J.D. read it at the funeral, mm-hmm. um, and it's powerful because this is a comfort to the first century church and it's a comfort to us now. Amen. Right. So when you've got little meddlers, you know, trying to sow seeds of doubt and discourage the body of Christ, well, you don't know about your loved ones and you don't know. Mm. And and maybe the dead don't rise and maybe, you know, and all of these different things that are going on. And it was so egregious because you know, anybody who's familiar with Paul's writings, right? Paul's letters, you know that there are times where Paul would say, I say this, not the Lord.
2: Right. You know,
1: or the Lord is saying this, not Mm -hmm. me, you know, this kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so you get familiar with his almost, if you will, his cadence of writing. And so whatever is going on in Thessalonica, right? The Thessalonians are being troubled. They're being troubled about what will happen to those who die in Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. And the Lord wants the apostle Paul to comfort them with this. Mm. And the apostle Paul is very careful to say the Lord wants you to be comforted with this. Like basically these are not just my, you know, pithy statements to you. These are not my, you know, literary pats on the back to tell you, Hey, don't worry about your dead loved ones. No, this is, this is something that is so troubling Mm -hmm. to the body of Christ that the apostle Paul is like the Lord Mm -hmm. wants you to know this. And
2: then when he, what he's given him, they can bank on because (laughs) you know I know you're about to read it you know it's something where it's like because this has happened because Jesus has risen you know because like you can bank on these things I'm about to tell you that they will happen and you know and and throughout your life you need to be comforted with these things as ones who are in Christ
1: amen amen so 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 um reads this way and, and we'll read through a few verses and I hope that even as we are discussing godly grief, you know, how do we grieve for the glory of God? Mm. How do we, because this is our life, right? We are made for the glory of God. So in living and in grieving in everything that we do, we've got to do it to the glory and honor of God. So even when we grieve, even when we suddenly lose loved ones, again, we don't descend into faulty theology, we don't descend into false doctrine. No, we lean into the truth as it's been presented to us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 says this, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this... We declare to you by a word from the Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: You can bank on it. You
1: can bank on it. <laughs> the Apostle Paul is writing by the leading of the Holy Spirit, he's saying, "This is a word from the Lord. Yeah This is not my imagination. <laughs> yeah. This is not what I'm just hoping, and so I'm hoping this encourages you. This we declare to you by a word from the Lord. So a specific admonition to you brothers mm. Mm. that we who are alive who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord, verse 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Hmm. Hmm. Now, the temptation is to think that your dead loved ones get angel wings, <laughs> right. and that somehow now they become your guardian. No, the Bible teaches us that there are angels who right. are messengers, ministers of the Lord. But they're already there in right, position. Right. Okay? They're already doing what they do. The Lord right. is not taking your loved ones and, and now dubbing them Sir Angel, right. watch over. Right. It's not happening. And that sounds like, oh, whoa, then, then how am I supposed to be comforted? By the word of God.
2: Amen.
1: That just like, just like David said, when the son that he conceived with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite, as she's forever known, mm-hmm. right? And he's grieving, he's grieving, he's grieving because the child is sick. And, and, and he's there, he won't eat. <laughs> he's, you know, and then all of a sudden the child dies. And his servants are like, what are we going to do? How, do? how do we, we can't tell him. He, and he perceives that they're talking about the dead child. Mm-hmm. Is, is the child dead? And I would imagine that they're like, who's going to tell the king? Because <laughs> look at how he has behaved. Well, yes, the child is dead. And then he gets up, anoints his face, calls for food. I mean, and now, and they're like, wait a minute. As the child is sick, you're over there. And, and, and now that the child is dead, how have you just, mm-hmm. and David is like, because he won't come to me, but I'll go to him. Mm. In other words, okay, if there was perchance that right. something could be different, right. then let us give ourselves fully to prayer and, and let us petition yeah. the Lord, yeah. you know, let us mourn. But now what the Lord has decided is done. Let us get up. Yeah. And let us move on. Yeah. Right. And so when I look at that and I look at the encouragement for those of us, this is why the gospel is so important, right? True depth of love for your loved ones compels you to share the gospel with them. Why? Because far be it from you <laughs> that you would have this truth and keep it from someone you love so deeply
2: that you say you love that I mean. you say you love so <laughs>
1: deeply. Yeah. And should they pass on? Mm having never heard the gospel, having not responded. You understand what I'm saying? This is why it is so important for us to check and recheck our theology, to check and recheck our doctrine against what the word of God says. Amen. We don't have to grieve as those who have no hope. And yet, and yet, we do grieve.
2: Right, right.
1: You know, there are some people who will deny their grief. They will suppress it. Mm. They will allow themselves to reason away their hurt, right? I don't think that's helpful. Right. You know, in these moments, I have been able to pour my heart out to God, mm. and I've been able to express to Him, you know, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. I have said, why? Yeah. I have said, why Tab? Mm. Why, why like this? Why, you know, because my, my thought is like, you know, if you have a loved one who is dying, you know, you have those moments where you begin to adjust your mind and, and, you, can and kinda, you can, yeah, you yeah. know, you, you have those moments of mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. I remember when your dad yeah. was dying yeah. and, you know, having those moments where we could sit with him right. and it's talk a totally to him. Different,
2: yeah. Cause you can wrap your mind up around it. You can get prepared a little bit, yeah, you know, even though you, you know, you may be praying and believing, but right. you, you, but you still have that, that moment where you're able to, to talk with him and but when it's so, something uh, uh, unexpected and, and sudden, that's a whole different feeling, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, man, I wish I could have said this or mm-hmm. I wish I could have did this, you know, or maybe if I would have done this, you know, I've been here. Yeah, you know, all those things run through your mind.
1: I have been uh, going through, you know, text messages and things mm. like that and reading <laughs> things over and over and over again. And, um, you know, you you look at some of those final communications. Some of, what are the, the last words that you mm. said um, to a person and um, you know it's one of those things where you just you go through all of those emotions and my my encouragement to the body of Christ is that we when we are hurting when we're grieving that we don't suppress the grief we don't suppress the hurt we grieve but we grieve differently Yeah. we grieve as those who have hope you know yeah. and even most recently when we were talking about Kobe Bryant and mm-hmm. and I, I shared this even with my family not in particular about Kobe Bryant but just how death truly does have a sting. And you, you shared this at the funeral as right. you ministered um, during the funeral, which was just incredible. Um, but, you know, death really does have a sting. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember just saying to my family that death is the only perfect illustration of what sin causes. Mm-hmm. You understand? <laughs> like when you say that the wages, wages of, of sin, sin is death. Yeah. It's there is something that kind of is um, crystallized in your mind mm. when you experience this type of loss because then you understand how egregious sin is mm. because the sting of death is the only illustration I think that we have that could help us to understand how egregious the offense of sin is to a holy and righteous God. Mm. You know, but at the same time. Thank God that Jesus Christ has overcome the grave. Yes. Yes. That now, you know, (laughs) we are headed toward a day where the question is going to be raised. Death, where's your victory? Mm -hmm. Death, where's your sting? That's right. (laughs) It's all swallowed up. It's all done with. Mm. And that's the encouragement. That's the encouragement. May we not encourage ourselves with fairy tales. May we not encourage ourselves with what we just hope is true.
0: Mm
2: hmm.
1: May we encourage ourselves with the infallible word of God. Because we
2: have a sure word.
1: Amen. You know,
2: even as the apostle Paul said, you know, this is a word from the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know. So we we know from the scriptures what to expect or what, you know, uh, those who are in Christ are to look forward to. You know, and it's laid out plainly, you know, so we have to go back to the straight edge.
1: Amen. Amen. That's our source. Mm -hmm. That's our source. That's. That's, you know, people would ask the question, well, how do we grieve? How do we walk through this? And and praise God, you've got trained, licensed, I would say biblical counselors would be my aim. yeah But at the same time, you've got the great counselor who indwells you.
2: Amen, amen. If
1: I'm not mistaken, that's one of his names. <laughs> he is the great counselor and he does comfort our hearts. He amen. comforts us in our weaknesses. He comforts us in our pain, but we've got to make every effort to press that pain back into the heart of the Father and to say, Lord, this is hurting me. Yeah. Not to hide it, not to run to someone else who's going to give us, you know, catchphrases. Yeah. (laughs) We want the true hope that is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll grab the break and then we'll take your calls. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Stay close.
3: You know me better than I know myself. Your ways are higher
1: to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be with you live again. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, your patience and your love and your concern has been an encouragement to us. I'm Miki.
2: And I'm Will and that's Sarah Reeves. Details.
1: Sherry B is over in Studio CC and the phone lines are open. You want to comment on anything that we're talking about today. Our topic is godly grief and uh, we welcome you to join the discussion. 888-589-8840. 888 5898840 you know one of the more difficult things i think in the life of the believer and this doesn't take um you know a sudden death or a tragedy um is reminding yourself constantly that god doesn't owe you anything mm. you know we don't realize that sometimes we feel entitled we think that god owes us something so we live godly lives and we think that those things are deposits right that we can then sort of make withdrawals on Mm. when we have hard times. It's like, wait a minute, God, I've, I've lived a good life. Like, hold on. I've obeyed you. I've done this, you know, and, and we don't realize that we're saying it, but what we are actually expressing is that God has, you know, lived in such a way, if you will, that now he needs to pay us back. Right. Because we have done him favors Wow. guys, nothing in scripture. You're not going to find that anywhere in scripture. Yeah. And so when you sometimes with the questions that we have are based on the feeling of entitlement that God's supposed to bless me. Well, no, he's not. And 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 look, and if he does in Louisiana, we say that's lanya. Yeah. yeah. That's extra. He gave you the very best up front. He gave you Christ. Amen. He made a way for you to be reconciled to him through the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. If he didn't ever do anything else, that's more than enough. Yeah that's more than enough like if 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 Mm -hmm. you know but again in moments like this we kind of we think wait a minute that's not supposed to happen to me you Mm -hmm. know i have to tell you i had a moment where and i and i expressed this to you will the great like i really part of my shock was wait a minute that's not supposed to happen to me Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had some close calls, right? Mm-hmm. We've we've had a kid stop breathing mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, start turning blue and, and, and I mean, but but she starts breathing again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've had a sister hospitalized and, mm-hmm. and flatlined twice in an emergency operation, you know, mm-hmm. but she pulled through and she's with us today. And and so you kinda start to think, Well, I'm you know, I'm I'm kind of like insulated from this type of tragedy. Mm-hmm. But this is where you realize you have the opportunity, the blessed opportunity to lean on the Lord. I want to say this before we start to um, go to the phone lines, because I know that this is a temptation for Christians, even the most biblically sound, because we're hurting. And when we're hurting, we are almost always vulnerable. When we're hurting, we are almost always vulnerable. And the enemy prays, P-R-E-Y-S, prays on our hurt. That's right. right. So when you lose a loved one, we're not going to now take up talking to that loved one. Right. Guys, the Bible condemns this. Mm -hmm. And again, it is connected to a desire of the flesh. It is connected to a desire that you don't submit to the Lord because the Lord will teach you how to grieve. Mm -hmm. He'll teach you to talk to him. Yeah. Bring your grief and your pain to him, not to the dead.
2: Yeah. And, and, And the word says, you know, that he is. Uh, near to the broken heart and those of a contrite spirit like he he draws near. You Amen. Know? So those are the times that when we have those things going on, that, that God would draw near to us. We draw near to him.
1: Amen. You know, there are some people who lose loved ones and they no longer cry out to Jesus for help. They ask the loved one to help. Mm-hmm. They ask the loved one to step in and or they will say things like, you know, man, so-and-so was really watching over me. Yeah. Oh, if
2: so-and-so would be my strength. How, like.
1: how, how do you turn so quickly away from the yeah. truth? Yeah. If you begin with the Lord, continue on with the Lord, Amen. you know? And I want to read this really quickly, and then we'll go to the phone lines. In Galatians chapter 5, um, I'm going to start at verse 16, and we're very familiar with this passage of Scripture. Again, the Apostle Paul. But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, And things like these, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Sometimes we think, you know, desires we think automatically are just sexual Mm -hmm. but we need to understand that sensual desires Mm -hmm. are those things that appeal to our senses yeah Yeah. what is it that you're longing for that you can convince yourself this is okay because i really want it Mm. so if i really want Mm. my loved one to be close to me then i can convince myself that god has no problem that i talk to them Mm. or that i make them my guardian angel or that i you know say that they have received their wings but we must strive in every area of our lives, to be biblical Christians, and that does not exclude grief. Amen. Will the Great, let's go to the phone lines. Where do we go first?
2: Okay, let's go to George in North Carolina. Hi, George.
4: Hello, hey, I'm glad to speak to you all. It's uh, very, very important what y'all are doing, I thank you all for doing that. And uh, just the staff uh were just being spoken were definitely. uh, Uh, Galatians 5 16, just like 1 Corinthians 6 9. Uh, Very, very relevant. And and as you all were just talking about, is, you know, referencing Kobe Bryant and putting that sting to it. Mm. Uh, You know, currently I'm, I'm really, I'm praying and really trying to put in practice. It's it's from the Ray Comfort series. It's, it's about, uh, it's called Faith is for Weak People. And it's really trying to put that sense of urgency out to the streets as far as, uh, discipling and getting believers and putting that sense of urgency is really since you know, since Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's especially with a lot of the young people, but really, it's for anybody. It's you know, Hebrews nine twenty seven is pointing on a man who wants to die and then comes a judgment mm-hmm. that you know, he could come tonight and mm-hmm. it's not well, I'll you know, I'll find God someday and mm-hmm. uh. I'm just—I'm really needing some prayer right now, and I'm just trying to ask God to open the door wherever I go, and 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 hope that it's going to be received. And if it's not, just move on to the next one. And uh, I'm glad that you all are. I, I feel this is relevant to what you're speaking of, and uh, I yeah, just because know that we all have a.
1: Yeah, George, I'm—I—I I think it is absolutely relevant. I want to say thank you so much for calling because the gospel is urgent. The gospel is urgent. Like just as you said, it's appointed for man to die once. And after that, to face the judgment, That's right. what you're saying is absolutely relevant. The gospel is urgent Yeah. and we must all be evangelists. We must all share the gospel. We must all tell of this truth that we have received.
2: That's right. George, and,
1: thank you so much for your call.
2: And I was going to say things like this, you know, it stops you in your track because we get so in your tracks. We get so busy. We get mm-hmm. so full of life doing different things. And then, you know, death has a way of sobering you up and help, helping you to stop. That's right. And to realize, hey, this life is but a vapor.
1: That's right. You know,
2: one day you're here, the next you're gone. So you have to really have a self-examination and take into account where you are with God. You yeah, know? absolutely. Okay, let's go to uh, Ernest in Michigan. Hi, Ernest.
0: How are you doing? I just want to say, I'll make this quick praise the Lord to you and your family. Uh, you know what? I feel like I'm a part of your family. I listen to you guys <laughs> every day coming home from work. Thank you. I love you too so much. And, and the words of wisdom you just spoke as it relates to when you lose a loved one. I lost my father very tragically. I buried my father's mother. I buried a cousin that committed suicide. I've been through a lot. But through it all i thank god he's been with me and the scripture that you quoted we don't weep like others we have no we believe that jesus died and rose again even so them who sleep in jesus will god bring with him i just thank god for you guys and and the strength that you're even showing right now i, I know it's nothing but the grace of god Amen. i love you and i love your family and your kids you guys are just a blessing i will continue to pray, uh, pray your strength in the lord And pray for everybody. God bless.
1: Thank Thank you you, so much, Ernest. I'm so sorry to hear about the loss that he suffered, but I'm encouraged to hear that he is encouraged as well. Amen. Glory to God. Where do we go next, Will the Great?
2: Okay, we're going to go to Lamont in Virginia. Hi, Lamont.
3: Guys, I know that you know that everybody that listens to you guys and anybody at AFR Radio just uh, solidifies your spirit. Your sister's journey is is finished here on Earth. She's got her return ticket to where God blessed (laughs) us with a soul before we entered it. And uh, I lost my dad at 29. I was in the military. It has nothing to do with grief and emotional pain. It has everything to do with spiritual truth. And uh, it it was, real quickly, it was the days of Marvin Sanders that brought two stations here, one in 91.3 and 91.5. And uh, guys, you are a solid family of love and devotion. And we are blessed to have you on the radio daily and we miss you when you can't be there, but Culpepper people in Virginia love you and support you and give you nothing but positive spiritual love and, and your sister it was a blessing. You're a blessing. And thank you for letting me share the word with you. God bless y'all. Oh, God uh, bless thank you, you so Lamont. much. Lamont. We appreciate,
1: appreciate you calling. Thank you. Where do we go next? Well, the great,
2: okay, let's go uh, next to Norman in Texas. Hi, Norman.
4: Yeah, this, uh, uh, I know how you feel, uh, Mickey, because I just lost my brother Friday evening. Oh,
1: I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. And,
4: uh, and uh, me and him are really close. But, you know, I have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's written, you know, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Amen. And uh, so I rejoice even in my grief.
2: Thank you, Norman. Oh,
1: God bless you, Norman. I am so sorry for your loss. I am so sorry that you're going through this grief. And. And I rejoice that the Lord is strengthening you Amen. to get through this time. He is real. Yeah, he's not our lucky rabbit's foot. <laughs> right. You right. know what I mean. Right. We don't just go and you know grab the scriptures because yeah. you know we just rub on it and feel better. This is a real faith that we have. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I was th- and I was thinking about something that you said this week. I thought was real powerful. Is that you know a lot of times we say you know and it's true that we'll see our loved ones again. We'll Amen. see them again if they're in. If they're in Christ, we'll see them again. But the prize of heaven is God, is Jesus. That's who, you know, yeah, it's, go- it's landing up to see our loved ones again. But like oh, you man. said, you know, the, Come on, the benefit of heaven <laughs> is being in the presence of God. Come
1: on. Now, I am so glad you said that because here is another folly, mm-hmm. right? We lose a loved one and then all of a sudden we can't wait to get to heaven for that loved one. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. The glory of heaven is God. I want to be where God is now. Praise God. I will see my sister again. We'll see your dad again. We'll see our lost loved ones who have died in Christ again Mm -hmm. and we'll be with them for eternity. But look, the prize, (laughs) the exceeding great reward. Mm -hmm. Look, we're looking ahead to God. Amen. That's what we're going to heaven. Like we're, we're not trying to get to heaven to see our lost loved ones or to see our, the ones that have died before us. You know, that is so important. Yeah. God is preeminent. Amen. God Amen. is preeminent. Let's Amen. try to squeeze in a couple more calls. Will the great where do we go? I'm so glad you said that.
2: Okay, let's go to Chuck in Mississippi. Hi, Chuck.
0: Hey, how you doing this morning or this afternoon? Well, doing good. Good. Hey, listen, I was listening to you guys earlier in the program talking about going through the bitter grief with someone mm-hmm. that close. And I lost my dad a couple of years ago. Sorry. And uh at his funeral, you know, and then again when you guys were talking, I was reminded about how the believers, we will overcome by the word of our testimony. I remember at my dad's funeral, all the people that I had never met that worked at his retirement community talking about how he got a weekly uh, Bible study going with uh, wow. uh, residents. And every Tuesday, the people in the office would open their doors because my dad would go do his laundry and they would just listen to him sing. Wow. Now, I think about that. And reminded that to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Amen. Amen. I just heard you talking a few seconds ago, talking about folks wanting to hurry up and get there. It's such an encouragement to come from a legacy of good works, to be encouraged to pursue that same thing. I'll get to see my dad soon enough, but to, to actually help me with my grief when I lost him, to know that I am promoted to be able to pursue good works that I watched
1: my dad pursue. Oh, that's so good, good. Chuck. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate you. Let's try to squeeze in one last call, Will the Great. Can we do it? 30 seconds, Annie. 30 seconds, can you do it? Annie
2: from Mississippi. Hi, Annie.
1: Uh, Hi. Just wanted to say that I lost my brother when he was 17. And the thing that got me the most comfort is when I was driving from Memphis to Greenville, Mississippi, the Lord spoke to me and said my mom had lost her son. So I was able to just... Turn off some of my grief and focus on my mama, Mm. and I thank God for that. And that was so precious to me that he wanted me to realize my mom had lost her son. I'm praying so hard for you, and I'm so glad y'all are doing better. Been following the ministry for a long time, and I'm just proud of you, Mickey. I mean that. God bless you. praise God for y'all. Thank you. God bless you, Annie. That is so encouraging, refocusing our grief on others who are hurting as well. I hear Annie saying, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
2: God bless.